Welcome back to the Lady Girl Podcast. We're your lady girls. I'm Courtney. I'm Cassie. And we're so glad you're here. This is episode five of the Lady Girl Podcast, season one. Um, yeah, that's so exciting. Like we're we're so glad to be on episode number five. I know it feels like it still feels like we just started. It's crazy. yeah, but it's kind of a lot of episodes. I feel like that's well, we released two very quickly, but that's four weeks of episodes. Yeah, that's true. That's like mm-hmm. it's like five what? hours of of just content. Five hours. That's a lot. That's a lot. Okay. Um. So let's do a quick little weekly recap. How was your week? It was actually kind of boring. Really? I mean, not boring in the, I went to bed again, reasonable times, um, but I didn't do much, Yeah. which I think I needed. I've been doing my bar application, which is making me want to pull my hair out. But other than that, I haven't been doing much. I um, went to the beach yesterday. I've been, I've been barefoot contestating it up in the kitchen like unreal. Not unreal so if you need a recipe I may be your gal <laughs> um also I feel like there was something else and I don't remember what it was but yeah I haven't really done much of anything other than just like be lazy which is very, very nice very much needed it's my last week of school next week it's my last week of my internship next week and then I'll be kind of done then other things start popping up but Life is starting to wrap itself up in a little bit of a bow. And I think it's it's very necessary. But yeah, I haven't done much of anything. But sometimes you need weeks like that too, that are just more calm and where you can like get stuff done and take a yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought today was gonna be crazy because I have this, I'm taking this bar prep course and we had an assignment due. And then I saw that it wasn't due until the 20th. <laughs> Ooh, no. Nice. So I put that I put that bitch off. So I'm not doing it. So I'm I'm being lazy. But other than yeah, I haven't done anything. I feel like most of the time I get on here and I'm like, I did this, 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 and this, but it's a calm week and very much needed. I had a not a super busy week, but an incredibly busy weekend. And so um I had a couple friends in town and um I went to um, dinner with some friends on Friday night at this like Indian restaurant that I love. And um, it's funny, I'm actually renting their entire courtyard for my graduation dinner. <laughs> the manager thinks I'm so funny. Like I've been DMing them on Instagram and like he knew who I was when I walked in. And so it was just like really funny. Um, I saw that they responded to your um story post on the podcast page that you're you're tied into this restaurant yep and they like reposted us and they and the people are so nice who run it so excited about that um and then I went to a little party uh on the Upper East Side which was fun really beautiful apartment and then Saturday was kind of a lazy day uh, because of the previous night's evenings <laughs> or uh, night's event. Um, and I went to Hot Pot in Chinatown for dinner, which is like 
a really fun like dinner activity because you like mm-hmm. cook all your own food. And then today I went to Coney Island for the afternoon, which was like super nice with like a big group of friends. And we like sat on the beach, but it was freezing cold. So now I'm here bundled up in my hoodie and drinking my wine, trying to warm up. <laughs> but yeah, next week though, like this upcoming week is going to be pretty chill. I have a couple classes that are canceled because the semester is winding down. So it's kind of nice to not have a super, super crazy schedule. I can't believe it's over. <laughs> I know. Well, it's not done for me yet. I still have finals. You don't have finals. I know, but in a month, we're going to be, we can't be like, oh, we're, we're going to school. I know. I pray to God we're not still going to school after this, but. Yeah, I mean, true. We don't know. We could, there could. We could know. be like, I need an LLM for some reason. <laughs> But anyway, okay, so this week's episode is all about, like, beauty trends, things everyone's trying. I mean, I know Gen Z's canceled, like, the side part, and we're not allowed to wear skinny jeans, and there's just so many things going on that I just know I'm not up to date with. So, Cass, you've done, like, a lot of research on this, and so you're in charge of guiding me through this episode, but I'm just going to give my, like, reactions and opinions. Okay. I mean, I think there are things you're definitely going to have opinions on, 100%. And I did, I was on Poosh, I was on Goop, so we got Kourtney Kardashian, Gwyneth Paltrow, I even, like, went as far to, like, fact check some things. Wow. beauty trends that have huge claims that come with them and like they'll cure every ailment you've ever had and so I was like let's see if that's true and 99.9% of it is a lie so (laughs) so um, let's get into it you ready yeah I think first we'll start with like hair because I think that's something that changes and ebbs and flows a lot and I want to get into like the e-girl hair that halo hair that everybody was doing at the beginning of the year and the end of last year opinion. I I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is? That's where people just like dyed the banks or like oh, under oh. half of the hair. The oh, halo, like Charlie D'Amelio okay, did it and then everyone flew off the handle and had to do it. Okay, yes. Okay, I do know what you're talking about. I didn't know that was the phrase. <laughs> um, hair, yeah. So dying of hair is weird to me because I the only thing I ever did is I participated as a young child in the whole trend where you dyed the one strip of the back of your hair which is crazy and I bleached a piece of my hair and dyed it hot pink with some of my girlfriends and then I couldn't even curl that piece of hair because I had fried it so bad and like whatever crazy but I never put actual like dye in my hair until senior year of college. I started doing the balayage stuff to put some more blonde pieces because my hair was getting like darker as I got older, you know? And so now I do that, but I couldn't, I don't know. I think it when they did just like the bangs or the side bits, like it's kind of, um, I, I don't I know. Think I, don't, it, I think it'll be a regret. I think it'll be a regret. I think it might be one of those trends where you look back on in like five years and you go, oh, why did I participate? Just like, I'm kind of like, why did I dye that huge strip of my hair hot pink? Like, it just kind of, 
But I will, I will give you the benefit of doubt. I remember that trend. It was huge. Everybody died just that one strip underneath at the bottom, yep. either hot pink or red. It was hot pink or red. Those were the colors. You did that, and then you had the feathers in your hair. That was <sighs> feathers. <laughs> I spent, I think, hundred and twenty dollars because they oh. were expensive, and I got two feathers. And you have, you had your hairstylist put them in so they would uh-huh. last. Yeah. yeah. I mean so wild the stuff you did as a kid like I don't know but no I I think that kind of look will probably be one of those um looked back on regrets for some people I do think like if you do like more natural well I don't like I don't like that trend that's my opinion boom I said it (laughs) I'm trying to be nice but nope I don't like it (laughs) you look like you just like messed up I think it's a, I think it looks good on some people. I do think it looks good. But like a lot of things, when it comes to your hair or your style choices, it's a decision. Yeah. You've made a choice. Yeah. You have to stand by that choice until your, your hair can be brought back to a different thing. Because I mean, think about it. Like you're like just two strands of like two chunks of your hair are like green. And then the rest of your hair is like black. No, I don't love it. I don't it, in the front of your face like at least when I did it back in the day it was like a strip in the back of my hair this is like main face like everything people will see I'm not mm-hmm. I'm gonna give controversial opinions this episode so just keep them going. <laughs> I mean I think it's true next I am trying to see if there's anything oh yeah 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 bangs everybody's getting like curtain bangs bangs okay think about I think it's an ailment we've all dealt with for generations first of all I think as children, all the little girlies back in the day had bangs. I had the haircut with like the super straight across thick bangs. I look terrible. It's like, I've showed Cassie this picture. It's the best, like when the Instagram channel was like the transformation Tuesdays or whatever. I look crazy. <laughs> it was, I got, I had bangs when I was 12 was not the move for me. It was, it was, it was, I looked just terrible. So I can never do them like straight, but the curtain bang trend. I think it looks really good on some people. Mm-hmm. I think if you have more of an oval face, it looks really nice. And if you have more of like a round face, it's not necessarily the move. Um, my I have a friend who got them. She had curtain bangs and they look so good. And then she just recently got like the cute little like wispy bangs and she has more of an oval face and it looks fantastic on her. Mm-hmm. And so I think depending on like your face shape you could work with it I just personally don't think I can pull them off no I mean like I said I've told you I tell everyone this when I get bangs I like Selena yeah and that's not a bad thing she's gorgeous you know R.I.P. but it's it's a strong statement for me since I have such thick dark eyebrows and then you put my hair is like black so then you put like black hair it's uh, it's intense I think when it comes to like getting your hair cut or bangs or whatever it's really important to try a bunch of different stuff out because you never really know but then like I also think oh just because bangs are a trend right now it's not meant for everyone and so like you shouldn't feel pressure to have to like have your hair like that because I know for me my hair would look I, w- I would just look crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just had to pour myself another glass of wine. Like second glass I normally of wine. don't pour myself wine for, um, I, I'll have like a glass as we start, but I never drink the whole thing. But this wine is banging. <laughs> 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 I'm drinking it. 
So we may hear some action, some opinions. All right, let's go to the next trend. The next one, oh, we were on bangs. That was just a transition to the next hair trend that I feel like you will have an opinion on. Um, Mullets. Miley Cyrus did it. And it's the the trend of the Tom Ford 2021 fall line. So, hate it. I think it looks good on Miley Cyrus. Nope, hate it. Oh, you don't even think it looks good on her? Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Her dad popularized it in Achy Breaky Heart. So she's just following the steps. It's a Cyrus thing. Hate it. People are like, business in the front, party in the back. I'm like, business in the front, rat tail in the back. It does reminisce the rat tail because their mullets are not what I remember classic mullets looking like. I definitely think there's a time and a place. Like the guy who's like the party guy at the frat house in college, like who gets the mullet haircut and you're like, oh my God, ha ha ha. But if he has that mullet haircut and he's in his thirties, no, I'm not about it. But it's like women are doing the mullet. Yep. No. Nope, don't look All around that trend is enough for you. Miley Cyrus included. But here's my thing. I, I'm going to say my opinions on these trends, but also okay. people do, you do you. Like, I really don't care. Like, if you like the fact that you have a mullet, more power to you, you know? But not for me, no. Okay. All right. I mean, I think that's... I just shut that one down. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, absolutely not. It's ugly. Um, next, I think we'll start with the skin. Okay. But we're going to do makeup. So we're going layer by layer. So let's do makeup. Hit me with it. In right now, the graphic, like, mod, editorial style makeup, you know, where you put a lot of makeup on, you do crazy eyeliner, crazy colors. Opinion? I, okay. Oh, man. Makeup is interesting because I love makeup. I really do. I always have. I think it's an art form. Like people who are makeup artists truly are creating masterpieces, right? You can do so much with makeup. You can go from like an everyday look to a literal like painting on your face, right? So I think it's incredible. I, back in the day, was really into it. I have like all the makeup palettes. I would do all the cool like eyeshadow looks and all that kind of stuff. But since I've gotten older, I've gone a lot more toward like the natural, like I don't wear a lot of makeup look. And so when people are doing like the crazy eyeliners and stuff, I think it looks cool, but I just don't do it, you know? Yeah, my perspective on it was I agree with you. Like, I do the more like no makeup, makeup, or just like enhancing natural features kind of thing. Right. Because it just. I also just like don't have time for. That's what I was about to say. It takes like an hour plus for people to do their makeup like that. That's crazy. And I used to, I used to wake up like so early because I used to wear like actual like foundation every day I I would do eyeshadow every day eyeliner all that stuff and I once I cut that out of my life and I literally just wear a tinted moisturizer and I put on some mascara like I don't wear eyeliner I don't do anything Mm -hmm. but um if I wear makeup sometimes I just don't wear any at all but um yeah I I I prefer my sleep now (laughs) Okay, you're saying it's too much much time. It's cool and all, but I think. Oh, okay. You know where I think I would do makeup like that? Where I think I would wear like a fun, funky eyeliner, like 
cool whatever makeup look if I was like going out one night like post-covid we're going out like for sure like if somebody had like neon eyeliner and stuff like I'd put some of that on that's when I would that's when that would come into my life so you're saying them are like club party looks you should not be wearing that every single day to school and also no, oh, I, I think that that's hard. I think if you're like in high school and you're experimenting with makeup, I think you should. Right? I remember I wore silver eyeliner in Ooh. middle school. Yeah. You think it's bad. My makeup has, I do not look back at my makeup. I don't regret any of it, which is weird. I don't regret any makeup. I even went through a blue eyeshadow phase and it was tasteful somehow. I don't know. I don't regret it. But I also have huge hooded eyes, so you can't really see anything behind, like, my lashes. I don't regret any makeup I did because I definitely, um, like, learned from makeup. There's nothing that I look at. I'm like, whoa, that's insane. But I think it was based on the times. Like, for instance, when I first started wearing makeup, my mom wouldn't let me wear black eyeliner. I had to wear brown eyeliner. That doesn't look good. Like, put on some black or I used to do eyeliner like on my top lid and I would have it on my bottom lid all the way to the freaking tear oh, duct. all the way to the tear duct water line yeah such a thing thought it looked so good oh my eyes are popping and I look back at those pictures I'm like Courtney you just have like a ton of makeup on like you look like a raccoon you know and now the only time I ever put on eyeliner is if I'm trying to do like a look with like some fake eyelashes, but then I'll do like really toned down, like no eyeshadow if I am doing that. You know what I mean? Like it's like a choice. Yeah. So I don't know. So you say to each their own, like you think it's, it's a lot. I think it's important to experiment with your makeup when you're young because it's a huge form of self-expression. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the most, like, fun I would have was, like, for instance, I'd be at, like, family Christmas, and I would do, like, a Christmas look or something like that. Like, when I would, when I was really into, like, different eyeshadows and all the palettes and all that kind of stuff. And I still, to this day, I like to experiment with that. Like, I like to, um, if I'm going out or doing, like, an event, I will still wear like you know actual foundation and like do a fun like smoky eye look or something like that okay yeah I mean I, I agree with you it takes a long time it is long I time. feel like the makeup that people start out pretty strong with makeup nowadays when we we didn't have YouTube when we were in middle school we didn't have all that stuff people telling us and showing us what we look like it was really the blind leaving the blind we saw our fellow 12 year old friend wearing makeup so we just copied her uh-huh. and um so we had trial and error okay I have a question for you mm-hmm. if you could only pick two makeup products mm-hmm. to have like as an everyday all the time like you weren't able to wear any other makeup in your life what would you pick only two. Only two. That's all you got. Blush. I need blush. My face, as you can tell, does not have any red in it. So I have to have blush. Okay. And I use blush as an eyeshadow. So that works for me. Okay. And I'm debating if I want to have concealer, <laughs> if I want to have mascara. Okay. You have to pick. Which one? Um, I'm gonna go concealer because I feel like it 
if something's going on, I mascara, whatever, whatever. Yeah. My eyebrows, they look like this. So <laughs> I don't have to fill them in. My skin looks like this. So yeah, blush and concealer and I can turn out looks. For me, mm-hmm. 100% mascara. Okay. I think putting a little mascara, my cousin taught me this. She's a model and she, I was in her wedding when I was in high school. Also still not super... I didn't know really about my makeup until college. Um, And she said to me that the one thing she always puts on is mascara because it makes you look like more awake and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I agree with that. Still to this day, I'll put on a little bit of mascara if I'm not wearing any makeup at all. Like that's maybe all I'll do. So that and lipstick. Because I like a little bit of color that my mom taught me that always wear your lipstick yeah I mean my mom was a lip gloss kind of gal I don't I don't like lipstick I don't like lip gloss I wear chapstick that's it I can't I do the gloss the gloss your hair gets in it and then it's sticky and I just I feel like lipstick fades away you have to you have to constantly reapply it so I'm a chapstick kind of gal and yeah I do I am a firm believer in blush just because I I, no I, my third if I could have choose- no color if I could choose three, it would be blush. Four would be concealer. Five, tinted moisturizer. If at three, I, I would put mascara in the bag. But I, I do put a little bit of like a Glossier Boy Brow in my eyebrows, but for the most part, they look exactly the same. So I don't need. I have a clear. I have a clear brow gel, and I'll yeah. do that. But you don't like need it. No, I I could just brush them. And yeah. Hmm. Okay. Next trend. Well, the next one was also going to be a makeup thing. The fox eye. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where people yeah. make their eyes. Okay, I'm kind of into it. I think it looks good. It looks good on a lot of people. Yeah. But it's like, you have to start changing. It's a really, it's geometry. You have to really play with the angles of your face. Because yeah. for me, could I do the fox eye trade? No, because my eyebrow would have to be like way up here. Oh, like up higher. Your eyebrow. My eyebrow would have to be up higher. So in order for that to work, I would either have to cut off the freaking end of my eyebrow, which which girls do. They will cut off the end of the eyebrow to make that eye makeup work and then change their brow. I think one thing I've also learned as I get older, your eyebrows are very, very important. And I think that that's something um, I didn't know until a little later in life the look and shape of your eyebrow can change your entire face. It really can. So like some people put like the cuts and stuff in their eyebrows. And I think that looks cool depending on the person. Um, But it really is important. Like, and I think based on makeup looks, kind of what you were saying too, depending on the shape of your eyebrows and stuff, like there are certain things that are going to look better, like your face shape, your eyebrow shape, like than other uh, people. Yeah, no, I think it's really, I think it's pretty. It looks so, everybody's face looks so like elevated. Yeah, I'm super into it. I haven't tried it because I don't really wear eyeliner, but maybe, yeah. Yeah, but my only thing is I'm just like, it. you're, the lines of your face have to be right. Yeah, no, definitely. I think always like experiment with it and try it out and then Mm -hmm. if it doesn't look good, wipe it off. But although eyeliner is hard because- eyeliner is super hard in general it's just hard I have been doing eyeliner for 
12 years and still can't, still can't really figure it out. I've just moved to like eyeshadow. I put a darker eyeshadow on the corner of my eyelashes and blur it out. And I'm doing that. Like whenever, for instance, when I went to a party this past Friday, um, I used to always put eyeliner on and like, you know, that would be like elevating from a day look to a night look. But now I've started because I was seeing online people who have more of the natural makeup, just smudging a little bit of like darker brown eyeshadow in the lash line. And I think it looks great. I do that. And then if it like kind of droops down, I just take concealer because I have the the Maybelline like aged vice or whatever. And I just run it and then I blend it out and it's Nice. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely a good move if you don't want that like super bold um, eyeliner look to just smudge a little bit of dark eyeshadow in your um, uh, lash line. And I think proof as well because liquid yeah. liner and stuff, it's hard to remove once it's there, it's there. But with eyeshadow, you can either be like, mm, mistake, blend it out. I'm going to have no, a definition tonight. I agree. Wow, good idea. Good tip. Next, uh, next is the big thing. Yeah. which is skincare and beauty tools. Which one do you want to combat first? Beauty tools. Beauty tools. Okay, there are weird beauty tools out there. So there's like the LED, like the light masks. Like people do the LED light masks. Or like the ones that are like $300. Um, let me see. Four. $400. Yeah. Four plus. <sighs> okay, so you know me, Cass, and you know that it's, I those little ads can get me sometimes. <laughs> I I have an issue for all the listeners where I'm sh- sure other people can relate to this, but it'll be like three o'clock in the morning and I can't sleep and I like buy things. <laughs> and I'll call Cassie be like, ooh, look at my new purchase today. She's like, Brittany, you gotta chill. <laughs> um, but I did about uh a year ago during COVID, but at the beginning of COVID, I fell for the laser, it was like not the laser mask, I didn't spend four hundred dollars, but it was like the device where you stick the different rods in and you're supposed to like do the lasering on your face Mm -hmm. I spent like 50 bucks on Amazon does nothing (laughs) it literally does nothing for my skin at all at least some people swear by it I know like I see in a lot of the celebrity vogue things that they use stuff like that but I don't think it does anything well this was one of the things I researched because again huge claims big price tag these are expensive Mm -hmm. There are some, there are like the four, five, $600 wands that you buy. There's like a dermatologist that specifically makes them. Those, good, great. You do technically need to be taught how to use it because if not, you will be doing it wrong and like you can damage your skin that way. But a lot of them that they sell, they're like, it's not dermatologist grade. So you're just shining light on your face. Yeah, I will say I've gotten, I don't, I'm not a person who gets like facials and stuff very often, but I love them. Maybe like once or twice a year, I'll get like a nice facial as like a refresh for the skin. Mm-hmm. And I've had a couple of them that have been better like higher price point facials I've gotten use like a laser so I'm assuming there is a reason behind that but I think the little stick I bought on Amazon (laughs) does nothing (laughs) yeah I mean I think if it's like a facialist or um an esthetician or a dermatologist or something using it on you you're 100% getting what they the claim you know that 500 400 mask that the celebrities use works because otherwise sad I don't, I don't think that one does. 
I don't think that one does because, or there's one that's way more expensive. That's the right one. But it's, they say most of the time you're just shining light on your face and you're actually damaging your eyes because you're putting like UV light so close to your face. Oh, yeah. My great tan all the time and she would always wear the little tiny like tanning goggles. And so I always know you're not supposed to put bright things on your eyeballs. (laughs) Yeah, people do that. Um, They also have like the sculpting ones. That was a big thing. Like Haley, Haley Bieber, she had that like $600 sculpting wand that she used to gift people because she believes in it. I don't know. Okay. I don't know because I've seen, have you heard of Face Gym? Oh yeah. People love going to Face Gym. Yeah. It's a thing here in your city. They're like these places that essentially give you facial massages. And then Face Gym also has like an Instagram and a TikTok and stuff. And you can do these certain movements with your hands to essentially manipulate your face shape and stuff and like work it out. I don't know how true it is. I will say I attempted to do to do a couple of them on like my chin area for a little bit. And I don't know if it was um like I just was imagining it was there, but I think it helped. I can which leads to the next thing that I was going to talk about, which was like guasha that new like crystal thing everybody's doing uh-huh. and jade rolling. So I looked that up cuz guasha is like a real thing. It's been around right. for ever it's like Isn't an it, old um, Chinese, medicine. Chinese hair, yeah, yeah Chinese medicine yeah on your face doesn't do shit because it's you're not pushing hard enough like actual gua sha is supposed to like bruise you and make you bleed oh. so in order yeah it's intense like it people will like urinate blood and stuff and like you have a risk of like bruising your organs it's intense where are you supposed to put it on yourself it's for your muscles like for like muscle relief so if like you have sore muscles or back pain or something that's what it's for so putting it on your face like dermatologists said and I even read like a national health institute study and they were like you touching your face and like massaging it and stuff is gonna bring like more blood flow and may make your skin look more plump or something like that but in actuality like that'll probably go away within an hour or two and you're not changing anything about your face. I think my opinion on those things is like, I I don't know enough about like the like the Chinese medicine history behind it. Could is and is probably very. Valid. They say it. They say it works. They say it works. But I think for me, why spend money on a face tool like that when you could do the same thing with your if you use like your knuckles like they teach you at the face gym place you know yeah, you can use your hands yeah if thing. you really want to do something like that um I don't know I think the only time I really massage my face which maybe I should try more because maybe it is nice like I'm sure I love when I get a massage or something and I do like my temples and stuff like so nice but is when I have like a sinus infection yeah. <laughs> you really know nice. like you try to like move things that <laughs> or whatever um but yeah I don't know I don't I think I also like people use um this is gonna sound sad sometimes I cry really hard <laughs> and I'll have puffy eyes mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I like I'll fall asleep after like being sad or crying or something and then um when I wake up my eyes are like 
puffed shut basically. And so I keep a spoon in my freezer, like a regular metal spoon. And I'll put that on my eyes to de-puff them. It may work. That's dangerous to put something that cold directly on your skin. It's not terrible. It like can damage. Cause I, girl, I watched, I did my research. <laughs> Tell you I did my research that you're not supposed to put like ice directly on your skin. You're not supposed to put something that's been in the freezer because you can, if you have very sensitive skin, you can give yourself essentially like freezer burn on your face, which oh. they do cucumber slices, which is like actually that's yeah. Dermatologists yeah, but, but here's my thing. I don't keep cucumbers and I always have my spoon. Maybe you girl <laughs> buy a cucumber for 90 cents no maybe it's I shouldn't recommend it to all the listeners but for I've been doing it like for years because I've always had that issue anytime I cry I get really puffy eyes so like I'll call my mother or something having like maybe cried like two hours before when a normal person would look like normal my mom would go have you been crying because I just get the I, my eyes get puffy it's weird all the skin around them Oh, yeah, that is kind of weird. Me, if I cry, give me 20 minutes and I should be back to normal. Or a little cold water on the face. That always works. Cold spin. Perfect. It is a thing. Um, also, dermablading. I don't know. It's a tiny little needle roller thing. And you do it to yourself? You do it to yourself on your face. I know nothing about that, but I don't think it sounds good. Yeah, it's apparently like you can get infections. You're not really yeah. supposed to do it. You're stabbing your skin. And most of the time, the needles are either way too intense or not intense enough. No, I don't think you should be stabbing yourself at all. Like, if you want to go do some treatment like that, sure. But, like, why would you? No. Nope. Uh-uh. No at-home? No at-home stuff? No at-home stabbing of the self. <laughs> no. <laughs> Next. This is kind of a skincare thing, but more, it could be makeup. It could be, it's weird, but I'm putting it here with like the face tools. Cause I'm like, I don't know where the hell to put this. Microblading. Of the eyebrows? The eyebrows. Okay. I have very dark, thick eyebrows. I don't think. Um, but I think if it's done, if it's done bad, it looks terrible but mm-hmm. if it's done well um great I think for people who have really light eyebrows and stuff and want darker eyebrows um that's awesome if you can figure out a way to do it where you're not applying like your makeup every day because sometimes it can be really hard if you don't have like all I have to do is swipe the bathroom like one time um because I have such dark eyebrows but I know some people who have blonde eyebrows or something are fully like being artists and creating eyebrow. So I think it's mm-hmm. great if you can go to a place and get it done right. No, I mean, I, I think it's a commitment because like any tattoo, they fade mm-hmm. and that's going to be, it's tiny, tiny lines. So those will start blurring out. So I'd love to see how it works in like the oh, long true. run. I don't yeah, know. lines blur and they don't keep their color either. So you'll have those eyebrows, but you'll have to go and get them redone probably every like five to seven years. Yeah, my mom um is she was like all blonde her whole life and then as she's gotten older her hair gets a little darker but she has still has very very light like almost blonde um 
eyebrows and like facial like her eyelashes and stuff like that um and she gets them tinted her eyebrows my mom does too yeah which is more temporary and so like you are I guess probably spending more in the long term but it's not like a permanent solution because her thing is she doesn't really she never wears any makeup at all so it's just nice because it gives her a little bit more definition on her face without Mm -hmm. having to do anything like my mother doesn't even put like anything on most of the time so uh, we have different, my mom is my mom is glam she's toned down her age but my mom is all about glam but also your mom always looks banging like mom she puts she puts that time in good hair good skin good everything <laughs> my mom cares but she um since she's gotten older her eyebrows have started to like blonde which is very weird but she also changes her hair color a lot so she gets her eyebrows done when she gets her hair done. So it kind of like matches. So if she goes a little more red, then her eyebrows get tinted a little bit more red. If she's like darker hair, then her eyebrows are going to be darker. So that's one reason why I also think it's kind of interesting to do this dermablading because depending on your hair color, like if you're prone to changing your hair color all the time and you once had black hair and then you're going blonde, you have black eyebrows, like that may look crazy yeah I don't know I think it can look good though like do you know who Laura DIY is on YouTube oh okay I've heard of her but I don't know YouTuber that I watch and I also listen to her in her boyfriend's podcast which is called Wilds Online and um she has microbladed eyebrows and I think they look really really good on her so it just I I think they can if you get them done correctly I think they look great Okay. Um, I say it's a cool thing. Next, skincare. And most, I think what I want to combat is just the complexity of people's skincare routines and how freaking expensive it is. I believe there's simpler, minimal, better. Yep. You don't have to spend a million dollars to have good skin. I, okay. For a, a little while, I kind of got trapped in the world of, oh, you should try all these different serums and all this different stuff. And then my mother and my grandmother, right? Mm-hmm. So these are people of direct lineage to me, have beautiful skin. I can't, I was talking to my mom. I'm like, I cannot remember any time she ever had like a pimple, you know, like my mom just, I don't know what it is. And my granny too, like she just has like beautiful skin and my mom's in her fifties, but she has no wrinkles. Like it just, it's working for her. And I'm like, what do you do? And she's been using the same products for like her whole life. And I think it's, I think when you start putting all these like chemicals and stuff on your skin, it can damage you in the long run. And like less is oftentimes better. No, I agree. My mom was, she's pretty simple on her skincare. She's always done like SPF and stuff like that. She believes in like moisturizing lotions and SPF. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all. She was like kind of into eye creams, but not really. And like you, I got like when I was like 19 with a beauty craze started with like all the expensive skincare items I was roped into that until like maybe a year or two ago yeah 
Like I was really roped into it. And then I started watching Skincare by Hiram and I got the truth. (laughs) The truth about stuff. And I was like, I'm spending all my money on what? I don't use eye cream, under eye cream anymore. Nope. Don't use it. Just put extra moisturizer under there if they're feeling dry. Mm. Um, My skincare routine changes one, two products from daytime to nighttime. I don't need SPF during the day, so I don't use it at night. And I use retinol at night and you're not allowed to use retinol in the morning. So that's pretty much it. But I use niacinamide because my skin gets really dry. And I use vitamin E to keep my skin tone even because sometimes it'll get really dull. And then I put my face lotion on. You put the vitamin E all over. Mm-hmm. I do. It's like a, it's like a, a vitamin E plus EGF or something like that. It's like Inky List. I'm really into the Inky List and the Ordinary. And just a dropper of the niacinamide, a one pump of the vitamin E, and then my CeraVe SPF. And then I have other SPF if it's like a sunny day. So my skincare journey is interesting because I never used skincare growing up. Nothing at all, um, which isn't great, but I didn't use anything um and I didn't really have skincare issues as a kid um I would get like you know the pimples and stuff but not like things that are as bad as you know some people have these like terrible stories um but for me I started to get uh in college like a little bit more like textured uh skin and then in New York I came here and coming from growing up and living in Mississippi, the pollution just attacked my skin. And I had the worst skin I've ever had in my whole life. Like I had texture stuff happening. I was breaking out all the time. It was terrible. And I have a friend who say, who sells um, that Rodan and Field stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I got that and it completely changed my face um, I've tried running in fields it is good it yeah is good. I use the I don't use like the full they have these treatments that are these full lines and they're like 200 plus dollars and all sorts of stuff um I don't use that I just use their spotless treatment which is like 80 dollars um which is still pretty expensive but I don't know. I'm trying to get off of it because I think it's too much money. Mm-hmm. But I went to like the CeraVe or CeraVe, I don't know how you say it. And I bought that for a while and I found myself wanting, I went back to the rotating fields because it just works better for me for some reason. Well, I don't use their like cleansers. I use Neutrogena Naturals gel. I've used Neutrogena Naturals gel cleanser for like 15 years. Like it's, I've never changed my face cleanser. It's yeah. always been the exact same. And so I, ch- I changed my skincare, but I also have really tough skin. I can do all kinds of stuff to it. And it See, and I have incredibly sensitive skin. So if I add a new thing into my skincare routine, I have to essentially prepare for like a week of bad skin because my skin has to react and then like soak it in. Yeah. If a product doesn't work for me, my skin will get super like dry. That's how I know like something's wrong is my skin will start really drying out. And I'm like, oh, there's something I'm putting on my face. I'm a uh, sensitive skin oily bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so my advice on skincare um, is I know people have all these like extravagant things, but I think 
try different products until you find one that works for you and then stick with it. Even if it's not some glamorous new trendy product, if a cleanser is working for you, just use that cleanser. Well, Um, I just think that's something that you got to remember is it doesn't always have to cost a lot of, just because here's something, sometimes things that are more expensive are worse. I agree. I agree with that. And just because it's expensive doesn't mean it's better. You may spend like $95 on your skin, your under eye cream. And for, for what reason? I don't know. Also under eye cream, just put some moisturizer on there. You don't need that. Are you pouring glass number three? Oh girl, I'm loving this stuff. All right, listeners, if you've never had steakhouse wine, go buy that. Steakhouse Cabernet, very good. Um, it was like $20 at my wine store, which means it's probably like 15 in the rest of America. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably like six bucks. And you had to pay too much for it. Um, but yeah, this is like a super fancy wine store. And then the guy was like, I actually really like this one. It was only $20 and I'm into it. And I normally don't drink this much wine on a Sunday, but I'm having a good time. Okay, let's do one more before we close it out. Okay, this one's gonna be a heavy hitter. Okay. Fillers and plastic surgery. Oh god. Because, and I'm here to tell you this, um it has gone up a hundred and ten percent in the past year. People are getting their face done. People are getting fillers. People are getting plastic surgery. And there's small little changes, but it's like double well, it's because people have more time with COVID. People have more time. They're spending a lot more time on their phone looking at everybody else. They're having time also to uh, for the recovery process because mm-hmm. most of the time, like, you can't take off work and stuff for that long. But, yeah. but it's, at, it's an all-time high. Okay. And it's going up. Um, hmm. If any of my friends are listening to this who have known me for a very long time, uh, they'd be kind of shocked by this opinion. <laughs> so I used to be like, no, you don't need that stuff, like blah, blah, blah. But I think there's a time and a place. I truly do. I have been uh, seriously considering getting Botox. And Cassie rolls her eyes on me <laughs> every time I talk about it. I really have. I've truly been considering it. I think I want I want it in my forehead. And I think, um, you know, everyone says to get it while you're younger as like a preventative measure. I'm starting to get uh, frown lines or like lines in my face that don't go away. Um, I don't mind like my smile lines and stuff. I think that that's normal and natural, which wrinkles are too. Okay. But I kind of want them. Or want some Botox. I don't know. The only reason I have I have a conflicting view on it. If it's something you're truly insecure about and it really, really bothers you and you're completely unhappy without it, then by all means go ahead and, and do it. If it's tried and true, if it's for you, then go ahead and do it. If it's to match a trend or to look like somebody else, you're gonna regret that later on in your life. You got Bella Hadid's nose. Okay, that's great. Bella Hadid got her nose as well. Like, it's just, it's like, yeah. you can constantly change your face. What's in now won't be in in five years. But also it's like, sometimes 
that's how it's made to work. They prey on the fact that you don't like these wrinkles, that you don't, do. no. you can fight against them forever. Every, they're gonna go, they're gonna so be there. I say with plastic surgery and Botox and fillers, it's a waiting game. Wait it out and see how you genuinely feel about it. And if you genuinely are like so diehard, like 100%, yes. If there's an if, a maybe, a uh, don't jump the gun and go and do it. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm a little more supportive of it than you might be. And that's okay to have different. I, I mean, if you want to do it by all means, I think it's just like, it needs to be something you do for you and something you've thought about. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I think also we're just, it's so cliche sort of, but like everyone really is beautiful in their own way. And I think for a really long time, uh, pretty much until like the last uh, six months when I've gone to therapy, I didn't think of myself as someone who was necessarily beautiful. And I think that, um, I still am, I mean, I'm struggling with that. Don't get me wrong. And there are things I'm trying to change about my body. And I think we all feel that way, but I think it's also important to kind of recognize like, oh, that girl who is on the cover of Vogue or whatever, she's also has insecurities. Like there are things about her body that she also doesn't like, or there are things that she would like to change. And I think if we're all thinking that, I'm a huge girls supporting girls girl. <laughs> and I, yeah, if, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like pe- when I was younger, people would like, people thought my eyes were huge. People thought my lips were too big. People thought like my head was, they like didn't like my cheekbones for some reason. They thought that was like eerie. And so people made me feel really insecure about stuff that's now a trend. Yeah. And I've always been, um on like the larger side like all of growing up and everything too I'm just like a big bend gal and I've also like had an issue with um weight which is weird that I'm even saying that right now because it's always something I've been really insecure about but I've been a lot more open with it uh recently and just like I've been going to the gym and I've been like trying to work on myself and I don't know I think for a long time that's like a huge insecurity and there are certain things about it that you know you like there are health reasons to like attempt to change things and stuff like that but also you are beautiful no matter your size no matter your hair color like no matter whatever there's somebody in this world who is going to think that you are the sun the moon and the stars yeah I just think that that's important to remember when you're like feeling low or comparing yourself to other people that you're unique in your own way. And there's something special about that. No, I agree. I think it can be helpful and it can be harmful Mm -hmm. sometimes like with beauty. Cause I think now we've got this culture that's way more inclusive. We're bringing in like, trans women and like people of color are really starting to like take over like big like vogue covers and, and stuff like uh, that we'll still have, have a long way to go but we have a long way to go but it i mean think about when we were kids no we, sure. didn't, we didn't see that at all and so like the beauty is changing and it's becoming helpful and like it's really uplifting these marginalized groups but there's also these things that you need to be careful for that are kind of yeah. hurtful Oh, I think it's, I think it's incredible how the beauty industry, first of all, is this huge, ginormous, multi-billion of trillion dollar industry. 
But I think it's also interesting how these new conversations are being had. And I think it's important that number one, we're talking more about inclusivity when it comes to not only like fashion and stuff of like being size inclusive when it comes to clothing brands, but also like makeup inclusivity too. I didn't as a white, you know, Caucasian woman, I had never really thought about the shade range of a line of makeup. And, you know, now I'm like realizing from my friends of color that, hey, it is something really important. Like there are a lot of these big brands who never really included us. And so now that's something I look for if I'm supporting a brand is, oh, what is the shade range of this foundation? Even if I'm not necessarily wearing that range, are they being more inclusive? Just like there are certain clothing brands as a larger woman that I don't support because they have come out and said they don't want to be size inclusive, you know? No, I think that's, I, that's something that I also like paid attention to as well as like looking at, even if I'm not in the plus size range, I don't really like supporting brands who are openly like, oh, we refuse to serve anybody of this right. Like, that's so fucked up. And it's the same as, like, saying, oh, we won't supply a shade past this color because we don't want to support people who are in that shade range. And I I think it's, like, you have to be very conscientious, but I think beauty is also, like, bringing about these larger conversations that are really important to have and that I don't think... Once you learn how to enhance your features the way that you like them and wear clothes that you think flatter your body and xyz um it's all a super personal journey to go on and it's something that takes a long time and you're gonna have trials and errors but I don't know I just I think if we all get caught up in these like trends and these things we start losing sight of what truly makes us the better version of ourselves you're a fingerprint unless you have an identical twin there's no one out there that looks exactly like you yeah and so you you should own that like you're one of a kind unique yeah if you want to dye your eyebrows to because you think it frames your face better by all means do that if you want to like change your nose that's fine but I don't, I agree with you. Like, don't lose sight of like those specific special things about you just to follow the crowd. Yeah. Have fun with things that aren't permanent, like makeup and stuff like that. Experiment, do all sorts of things. I think fashion, makeup, all the these trends, even your hair dyeing, even though I'm not someone who really yeah. is into that, like all of that stuff, change it, have fun with it, figure out who you are and what you like. Um, I think when it comes to like actual physical surgery on your body, it's like a, a bigger um, thing to consider and to think about. And yeah, think about it. But anyway, all right. Well, I think the whole idea of this episode was number one, going over trends, some that we think are like just wild and whatever, which is so fun. But also just kind of what we've been saying is experiment with yourself and figuring out who you are but also like remember that you're the unique version of yourself and there's no one else who is you so don't try to be other people just because it's what's trendy right now yeah I agree yeah express yourself that's what the first thing people see is you is your face is your hair is your clothes 
so yeah express yourself try new stuff but I agree like don't completely lose yourself in the like rigmarole of everything that goes on yeah all right well I think that concludes this week's episode um I don't know if we know what we're doing next week officially but we'll let y'all know (laughs) yeah we I think we have two or we have three options yeah three options so we're gonna keep one Maybe we'll do a little poll or something on Instagram. We're going to try to be a little bit more active on our Instagram account. We did a little bit of a day in our live situation um, this last week, and I think that went really well. So we're going to try to make some more posts and stuff like that. So hopefully all of our listeners will engage a bit more um, on our Instagram. Uh, follow us. Our Instagram is at ladygirlpodcast. Our website is at ladygirlpodcast.com, where you can find direct links to all of our um, episodes and keep listening anywhere you listen to podcasts mm-hmm. all right well stay tuned for next wednesday bye